Hello and welcome to Living Life. Today we'll be looking at chapter 5, uh, verse 21 through 43. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I'm not sure if you're ready for it, um, but I hope it's not too much of a surprise. But the question is, do you know God? That's probably how I would have reacted. And if you have, hey, that's completely fair. Um, but that's an important question that you and I, I think, often have to think about. Perhaps it's easy to uh, assume, yeah, I know God. You know how long I've been in church? Um, but I think us regularly asking that question and also confirming how we answer that question um, is going to be very important. Uh, today's passage that we read, for me, uh, really challenged me to think about, do I know God? And not just do I know God, do I trust God? And how big of a view do I have of God? Is He big? Is He small? Is He powerful? Is He mighty? Those are things I have to think through and we will think through a little bit about together. So let's read the passage together. Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. 
When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Isn't the passage we read uh, so amazing and so challenging? We saw Jesus was on the way to heal um, a synagogue leader's daughter when a woman touches his cloak and immediately she is healed. And then Jesus tells her that it was her faith that healed her. And then Jesus gets to his uh, destination and they tell him that the daughter is dead. But Jesus uh, tells them that she's only sleeping and commands her to get up. And she does. And everyone is completely astonished. I want to read for you guys a short excerpt I uh, got from Chip Ingram as he talks about um, what his title was, Your View of God is Too Small. Um, and it'll make a little sense as you go through it, but I want to read to you this excerpt that I think will get our minds really working uh, for this discussion about do we know God. So let me read it for you. And it was a long trip from Ohio to Virginia. And so we folded down the back seats and we had this little pad that went all the way in the back. And my parents drove all the way through the night. I never knew why, but I now know. And there were three of us kids and mom and dad would trade off on who would drive. And I still remember, maybe until the day I die, because mom had just traded with dad, he was going to do the duty and he had to rotate. And we left the back window open so that you could lay down uh, in the back of the station wagon, feel the warm air, and you could look straight up and see the sky. And I was laying just like this, and my mom was laying right next to me. And it was one of those nights, it was absolutely pitch black, no city lights, no cars on the highway. It must have been in the wee hours of the morning. And I had one of those times that we probably all remember, a very intimate conversation with my mom. And I felt so secure and so loved. And I still remember I had my hands behind my head. We are both looking at the stars. And I did what eight-year-olds do sometimes. I said, wow, wow, who made all of that? And my mom put her arm around me and she said, Chip, God made all of that and much more. And then I asked that question that probably parent knows is coming one day. And I said, Mom, what is God like? Brothers and sisters, I think it is so important for us to really think through that question personally and then be able to answer that question when someone else asks. A.W. Tozer, in The Knowledge of the Holy, he writes this, What comes into our minds when we think about God 
is the most important thing about us. The history of mankind will probably show that no people has ever risen above its religion, and man's spiritual history will positively demonstrate that no religion has ever been greater than this idea of God. What both Chip and A.W. Tozer uh, are trying to get across is that we must understand that our view of God completely impacts our lives. In this passage, for me, when I read this, I can't help but think through for myself, man, do I really believe that God has the power to do these things? I remember as a child, really honestly, you know, thinking, does God really have power over death, over sickness like that? And this has led me to a challenge um, of really thinking through, what do I know about God? And do I truly believe that to be true about God? And I think this is very important because nothing is more important than seeing God not as how you and I perceive him to be, but as he actually is. Recently in our church, um, we had a death of a beloved deacon. Um, And in that time when we had the funeral, it was, the room was packed. Um, There was so much sadness and tear. Yet what was so beautiful and amazing to see was that the body of Christ, our church, though sad, I could feel it. We were not without hope. Because in that place, there was genuine trust and genuine faith that that was not the end for our deacon. The God who promises to raise the dead, the God who promises that those who have placed their trust in him will be united to him. We saw there was great peace through that promise and that uh, word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, we read, Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. In Romans chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We see that Jesus has power over death. For you and I, if we are in him, we need not fear death. For there will be a day, on that day when he returns, we will all be raised from uh, the ground, raised from the dead, and be united to him. And what about for sickness? Revelations, uh, Revelation 21, 4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. In this section, again, um, I, I shared about it in the previous one, but this section is... The purpose is to reveal uh, the power and authority that Jesus has over multiple things, whether it be over uh, forces of evil or in this passage over death and sickness. Uh, All around us there's death. All around us there's sickness and pain. For those of us who may be in discouragement, I pray that as we remember uh, the promise that God gives to us, as Christians, that we will hold on to those things. We will not think about how I uh, perceive God to be, but 
as Scripture reveals, that we would learn these things, hold on to these things, ask God to help us to trust in these things, and then live out of those things. So as we uh, conclude this time, let us wrap up and remember uh, some of the things that were talked about um, and live today with encouragement. So let us remember that it is important for us to understand who God is as He is revealed in Scripture. For what we will see is that God is big and mighty, and there's nothing impossible with God. So why don't we take this time to close in prayer? Won't you join me? Father, we thank you that you are a big, mighty God. Oftentimes we want to um, believe our experiences or uh, believe with our finite minds. But Lord, help us to read from Scripture, uh, to learn who you are, to trust in that, and to live out of that. We need your help. You who is big and mighty, Father, help us to see you as you are. God, we love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, Lord, the stepping in closer, see